0: I I, I don't understand it. I I don't know why it's so hard for you to admit that you want this. We got 40 guys out there that want this. There must be a reason for it, Mitch. Look, I I appreciate your enthusiasm. I know you guys are trying to help. But the truth of the matter is, I've had a hell of a day, an even worse month. And the fact is, I got
1: 40 strangers out in my living room. And all I want to do is get some fucking sleep. So I'm sorry, but we're not starting a fraternity.
0: I don't know why you gotta do it in, in front of the kid with the effin. All oh you yeah, gotta do is say earmuffs muffs to him. Earmuffs. Then you can say, fuck, shit, bitch, whatever you want. Cock, balls. Okay, I'm just proving a point. You don't have to celebrate it,
1: Frank.
2: This podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. everyone. My name is Misty Darling. It is time, once again, for the pod that rocks your bod. You are in store for a very action-packed episode of Flix Max. The fellows discuss their favorites of 2021, Scott falls in love with an American pop duo believed to be British, and Terence, for unexplicable reasons, abruptly reminds us that Roosters exist. Oh boy. And much, much more. If you have an hour to waste with nothing else going on, here are your hosts, Scott and Terence.
1: Hello and welcome to FlixMax. I am one of your hosts, Scott. It is a pleasure to be invited into your household today. And this is me and my other co-host,
0: Oh, hi, I'm Terrence, and it's a pleasure to be invited into
1: your ear holes today. My ear holes? Mm. Not yours, the listeners. I don't care about your ear holes. Well, regardless, you're in there now. Oh, boy. You are already inhabited in my ear hole. I'm all the way in your ear hole. Yes, you have taken up residence in my ear hole. I'm making sweet, sweet love to your ear hole. Wow that's not where i wanted it to go but all right let's do it you're having oral sex with the a a-u-r-a-l with my ears whoa whoa
0: you just okay. dropped some fucking knowledge on us
1: yes so welcome to season four episode 20 and for today we are going to be Talking about our top fifteen movies of 2021, considering that we are well into 2022, so we might as well reveal our 2020 or twenty 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 list. That's not the right 2021 list, um, because the Oscars are coming up. So we'll do What that. year? What
0: year are we in? 2021. Uh, yes, I think we're in
3: 2020.
1: 2021. So two so. zero two zero two zero. Two zero what? Captain's Log. Captain's Log, Two zero, two zero, two zero, two zero,
3: two zero. 2-0, 2-0, 0 0 Yes, the Captain's yes. Log.
1: So um, we will get to our lists momentarily, but as per usual, we will start off with our personal challenges. And it has been ooh, almost a month. Well, I guess nine days shy of a month since we did our last recording so um so i i'm i'm assuming we were able to accomplish our challenges so uh well i accomplished a few okay
0: i uh i don't watch nearly as much movies as you but i managed to get a few in
1: okay so each of our challenges were to watch as many academy award nominated films as possible so how many did you do, and/or which ones did you see? I
0: got three in. Okay. Uh, one was with you, Nightmare Alley, right at the at the old cheap
3: theaters. Yes. Pretty good movie, I think. Um, yep. Uh, very Guillermo del Toro, I suppose. Um, and I watched Licorice Pizza.
1: Okay
0: which is like a weird coming of age. I don't know if you've watched it or whatever. I haven't
1: watched it yet, no. Uh,
0: and I did watch House of Gucci. And
1: yeah, um, how was that?
0: Uh, I didn't really care for it. House like, I Gucci. love Adam Driver. I think he's one of the best actors going, but. Yeah. I do like Lady Gaga as well, but yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it.
1: Was, was it because of Jared Leto's makeup work?
3: Mm,
0: that was partial. Yeah. That's partially the reason.
1: Yeah. So okay. yeah, I
0: did accomplish something.
1: Well, okay. So for myself, I managed to get through nine films and three shorts. Oh Lord. Ooh, yes. So the ones I watched were Summer of Soul, Being the Ricardos, Cruella. Nightmare Alley, Coda, West Side Story, King Richard, Belfast, and Mitchell's versus the Machines for full length and shorts. I saw three, no, two documentary shorts called one called Audible and another called Lead Me Home, and one animated short called Affairs of the Art. So well, that give me some more. I did. So I am only two movies shy of seeing all the best pictures now.
0: So, so what was your
3: favorite movie out of this? Batch? Of those ones? Oh, I mean, there's some,
1: I don't know. Probably almost have to say, well, I think out of, out of these ones, I've just watched. I think only one of them's actually made my top 15. Um, Although, you know, the other ones are good. They just. Aren't my among my favorite, and that's probably Belfast. What do you think of Cruella? Cruella was actually a lot better than I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, I
0: really enjoyed it. I watched yeah. it a few months back.
1: Yeah, it's um like Emma Stone was great, and Emma Thompson is hilarious. Like she she's not over the top, but just the way she presents herself and says her lines and gives looks and stuff like that. Like she's like there's two villains in the movie. And they both play it like really well. Yeah. I, I yeah, I enjoyed Cruella. Yeah. yeah.
0: like it's Disney did pretty good on that one, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like some of their live action stuff's kind of hit or miss, but
1: yeah. Cruella was well, great. at least at least this was more of a an original story, not them just redoing one yeah. of their old live actions, you know, word for word. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so that so that was those are taken care of. So, do you have a new challenge?
0: Uh, my new challenge is going to be to watch three Canadian films. I'm just okay. gonna whether I've seen them or not. I'm just gonna randomly pick three. Uh, now, I already have. A, I already have a couple in
1: mind. Now, are these movies filmed in Canada or Canadian produced? Canadian directed. Okay, so. Directed by Canadians.
0: Yeah. So, like Bruce okay. McDonald or um, Norman James Jewison, that or type James of thing.
1: James Cameron.
0: Eh, I'll probably, I've already seen all the James Cameron I need I need to see.
1: Right. I'll just have
0: to wait for um, Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 through, through 20 yes. to come out. Yeah. So, I th- I'm going to watch Hardcore Logo for sure. Okay again and probably brain candy the third one i'll decide on okay i might watch jesus christ superstar
1: oh because that's that's norman jewison so
0: well it's a great soundtrack Mm. i don't care what anybody says
1: what if i say no
0: Mm, you'd be liar
1: okay you could watch in the heat of the night i could you could You could watch dog park
3: could watch hardcore logo too
1: yes <laughs> you could watch uh, foobar
0: Could watch Fubar. Yeah.
3: woman is a danger cat my friend mm. oh wait i haven't said the pod that rocks your bod
1: yeah oh That's right. I mean, people are probably waiting in anticipation for you. to get I just said
0: it. I just said it.
1: You said you just said it. So, I mean, I'm sure people were probably worried that we weren't going to be rocking their bod anymore. But now you've confirmed that it will continue to be rocking their bod. Okay. for myself, I kind of have two. I have a main one and then kind of a sub one. Um, My main one is I need to finally get around to watching the um, MacGruber series. Um, I think there's only about eight episodes, so that should be an easy to get through. And then my sub one is just to knock off some more of the Academy Award nominated things. Um, But the MacGruber one will be my main focus. Those are very lovely goals. You think so? Well, thank you, sir Very nice of you. Maybe I'll watch
0: McGruber too and we can talk about it.
1: McGruber. All
0: right. All right.
1: So now we come to our top films of 2021. Now, obviously, for me, anyways, these aren't necessarily the best movies I think are the best movies of 2021. These are just my favorite movies of 2021 because there's some movies that are probably better, but maybe they don't have that. Rewatchability. Can um, we say, today. Je
0: ne sais quoi?
1: Yes. So, yeah, there'll be some movies on here that are like, really? You have that one and not that one. And it's, well, because they're my favorite, not the best movies. That's
0: right. These are our lists. And yes. Who cares what anybody so, else thinks?
1: So they can piss off.
0: That's right. So piss up a rope.
1: What, yes. So, what we'll be doing, we'll be doing 15 films each. Um. Fifteen to six will be kind of just random movies, and then we'll have a definitive top five. So there All right. All right. and if you don't like that, you can suck so it.
0: fifteen through six, we'll just jump in and talk about it if yeah, we'll just we'll just crossover. we'll just go,
1: but yeah, we'll go back and forth as we normally do when we do our lists, and then yeah, then we'll just we'll talk about it when it's time then we'll touch on like a second What?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hi it's me again, Misty darling. It's time once again for the boys to give their undesired opinions. This week's countdown is all of the boys' favourite films of 2021. These may not be the best films of last year, but they are the movies we enjoyed most. It's Oscar season, and I guess you could say this is the Flick Smacks Sadass Academy Awards. May I present, The List.
1: On that note, I think you should start us off. Okay, so
0: I'm going to start off with one that's kind of like, it's not a real good movie, but it's fucked up. And there was some good, um, like, gore and deaths and Mm -hmm. animatronic things are always freaky. Um, i'm gonna say wi- willy's wonderland okay. as my first favorite
3: um, wonderland, yes. S-
0: something about animatronic puppets that there's something weird about it and uh you know you used to, we used to go into chuck e cheese or mm-hmm. um bullwinkles or whatever yeah. when we were kids and they'd have like the whole band up there and they'd like blink and move their head and then their arms yeah. and then it's like they couldn't move more than one thing at a time. Yeah. So it was all anyways. Yeah. Except
1: was... except these ones are possessed by the souls of serial killers. Yeah. Yes. So
0: uh and um Nick was cage. Like come on. He has no really dialogue. Say, doesn't the... say anything but
1: he, does add he doesn't a couple have
0: times. to. He doesn't no. have to.
1: No, yeah, he goes crazy physically because that's what his character needs to defend itself. That's but right. yeah, no, it's... um. He has he had zero dialogue. But... Uh, you know, yeah, that uh, was a fun... Was wild. Uh, you should watch... People, if they want to watch it, they should pair it with uh, the Banana Splits movie.
0: Yes, that is... Yeah. Um, was that last year? I think... I think that was in the year before.
1: Yeah, I think that was, yeah, year before. But yeah, no, another, that one. Another great. Yes. A lot of violent. A lot of violent. A lot more violent than I was expecting. People getting cut
0: in half and shit.
1: So that one was animatronics, except now they're just malfunctioning. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so more like itchy and scratchy land at the Simpsons. Right. Yes. So. I'm going to go with a gory film for my first one as well, just because, you know, I like to start there. And uh, I'm choosing uh, Psycho Gorman. Because okay. this is just, it's got such a cool retro feel. Um, it's so tongue-in-cheek and campy, doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's just so over-the-top violent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just super fun. It's
0: and, got a uh, Turbo Kid feel to it.
1: Yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it knows exactly what it is and doesn't makes no apologies for it and just goes for it.
3: And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah. All, All right. right. So
0: next I will go with the card counter. Okay. I don't know if you saw it. I did. Um, Oscar Isaacs and Tiffany Haddish.
1: Yeah, and uh, um, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, and Ty Sheridan. Yeah.
0: It was pretty good. I like mm-hmm. uh, I like card movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tiffany Addish was really good. Like usually she's like in a comedic role. Yeah, but she was very good at, in a dramatic role. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very easy to watch. Yeah, good so,
1: actors. Spoiler alert. I will be talking about this one later. Oh, yeah.
3: Damn.
1: Yes. Okay. That's that's, that's how it. how much I regarded that film. Oh. So, um, my next one, um, is one we saw together, and again, this is just another mindless action, and that's Cop Shop. Um, okay. This is just so over the top, balls to the wall action as writer director Joe Carnahan is known for. And you know, you throw on Gerard Butler and it just elevates the B level material to something glorious. And then yeah. you throw in Frank Grillo as well. Um is an original story, um great action direction and very tongue in cheek humor as well. Uh yeah, it was just really enjoyable and when when we got to see it we saw it opening night in a theater by ourselves so that yeah, was uh was great. that was pretty special but yeah it was no, a special I, date we had. it was we, we we could we didn't have to feel shame about holding hands because no one was there to judge us
0: that's right yeah um so next for me is Candyman, the reboot. Or sorry, it's not a reboot. I guess it's like a sequel, kind of reimagining.
1: They, or as as we learned in the new Scream, I guess terminology is a requel. It's requel, kind of a, yeah. a reboot and a sequel at the same time. This one made my short list before the top fifteen, but yeah, it's it probably could be in there easily. But yeah, that was good.
0: Yeah. It was, uh Like, I'm a big fan of the original Candyman. Um, It was one of the first DVDs. I think it was the second DVD I ever got. And uh, because I only had a couple, that and Gladiator, I watched the shit out of both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it was, it
3: was very
0: self-aware. It was mm-hmm. very, very, I, I guess you could say meta. And it was very of the times,
1: mm-hmm. but it
0: wasn't in your face.
1: Yeah. It wasn't like trying to jam it. Like it was, me, so. it was
0: self-contained. It was self-contained. I mean the I first
1: mean? the first one too did dealt with um racial yeah. issues and public, you know that kind of stuff as well. So this thirty one-
0: thirty years ago people weren't as aware of, you know yeah. um and mm-hmm. I thought like the puppet silhouette type mm-hmm. stuff that they intertwined into the yep. movie. And um, yeah, I just, I thought it I, it was way more than what I expected.
1: Yeah, no, I had a lot of, I don't know, say trepidation about going into the movie, not, you know, because so many of these remakes or reboots, or whatever are hit and miss. And I really didn't know what they're going to do with this, but the way they tied it into the original story and had enough lore of the original to satisfy you know fans of the original but also was able to separate itself to start yeah. its own kind of mythology and legend and stuff and yeah I, I i'm assuming they've greenlit a sequel because it's i mean they certainly set it up for it because you know they they do have places to go with the story, so.
0: Um, anything Jordan Peele has anything to do with right now is.
1: Yeah.
0: I think he produced it, didn't
1: he? Yeah, I think he produced it and maybe co-wrote it as well, but yeah.
0: Um, and who's the director? Nia Costa?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, like,
1: great mm-hmm. work. Oh, it was good, yeah. It's, and it was so much more of like, almost like a body whore then it was a slasher too because it
0: yeah because he was slowly transforming
1: yeah for sure okay so my next one is um one that i know you saw we i think we briefly spoke about it last time um i don't know if we just spoke about it in to each other or on the podcast but um i'm having a tick tick boom in on my left. i have
0: not watched it yet but no i thought you had my list
1: okay but yeah no I, I i watched that um really well done no good songs good performances like andrew garfield like he's i mean deserves his academy award nomination like he is just uber talented you know um great charisma and great singer yeah and it's about
0: uh, biographical about the guy
1: who guy who wrote rent yeah this wrote is Rent. A, yeah yeah, um, it's about, basically, it's about um a play about him writing a play before this. Like, he wrote a play that didn't really do well or wasn't, it took him forever to write. And this, his first play that came out called Tick, Tick, Boom, was about his experiencing experience trying to write the first play um okay and yeah it's uh so yeah it leads up to rent like they do touch on rent like it opens with like real footage of rent and them paying tribute to him and bookends with that but it doesn't have any like rent references otherwise but that's it's got it's got some good direction um some really inventive type choreography and you know set design and stuff. But yeah, it's uh it it's really well done. Excellent. Yes. So my next
0: one is one I know you love. Okay. Um Titan.
1: Um <laughs> this didn't make my list but yeah I think it's it didn't make it's, your it's, list. It, it did make my list. I liked I liked it and it's really effed up but it didn't make my uh my list. That's
0: exactly why it made my list like yeah. what? Like I was like, okay, hey, this is fucking ridiculous, but I cannot yeah. take my eyes off of this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's um, it's got it's got the ridiculous main plot, which you know, this chick has sex with a car and gets impregnated with a car. And right? she's or and she's been in a car accident. So she's got like a you know titanium plate in her head. So that's making her say that that's why she's able to mate with the car because she's already part metal. But then it's got the subplot of her pretending to be this missing son. Yeah, the mis- yeah, and a missing son of a fireman. um, And he's just happy to have this back in his life. Right? And it doesn't matter if it really is his son or not. He's just happy to have a connection with somebody again. And it's like a really touching story. And then it just... Yeah, it's
3: fucked up. Yeah, it gets
0: a little fucking weird.
3: <laughs>
1: yes.
0: But it's... It's beautifully shot. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. Um you know, it's obviously French and it's yeah. subtitled.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you don't even really need to read the subtitles. no It's just like
1: it's very visual. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that didn't make your list. Yeah, no,
1: but I I don't know well, why it didn't, but yeah, no, it's it's probably because it's too fucked up, but um but yeah, it's from the writer director of the movie Raw at Cannibal. Did you see yeah. that movie? That, that was pretty good. And so yeah, yeah, I look forward to seeing what she does next cuz she seems to have kind of a a weird niche that she's feeling. and so yeah, she's uh, going to have a unique voice in the future. So
0: yeah, it's uh definitely
3: very imaginative.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um my next one is
1: um the last duel um that that made my
0: honorable mentions
1: yeah it's you know Ridley Scott directed with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Adam Driver and And Jodie Comer bunch of
0: haircuts
1: bunch of haircuts and facial stuff and mullets um I thought it was really well done it's kind of told out like Rashomon style where it's one story told from three different points of view um in order to try to establish what the the truth of the story is and apparently it's based on a a true story um yeah. from whatever the fourteen hundreds or whatever it was but i I thought it was quite good and uh the acting is great. it's got some really really solid um fight sequences that they're like mm-hmm. um like Braveheart quality or like net the beginning of um gladiator when they're doing the, the battles of the crusades or whatever it was and but it's it's got some really good sword play and some pretty graphic stabbings and uh
0: yeah the the whole sexual assault scene is kind of
3: yeah
1: hard to watch but
3: mm-hmm. but effect- uh yeah
1: effective mm-hmm. but um you know i thought it was uh quite good it can't like it came and went from the theaters because i think you know, just you know. I think people interested. are
0: just confused.
1: Yeah, but COVID's I, made
0: a lot of people confused as to what they need to do.
1: And you know, people are being more picky of what they want to see. And so, if it doesn't, if they're not familiar with the source material, then they don't really take a chance on it, I guess. but Yeah, yeah it's got to be I th- a
0: comic book movie now.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was pretty good, and I don't, I would. I mean, Ridley Scott sent so many movies, so but I would probably rank this up there fairly high on his uh, filmography.
3: All right. Uh, so my next one is um, American Underdog, uh, mm. the Kurt Warner story. Um, yeah. There's some religious overtones, but it's not too bad. Um, I'm not really a guy that's into the whole, you know,
1: stuff
0: jesus jesus is responsible for me being a great quarterback but right um i love the nfl i love football i love football movies um,
1: underdog uh, stories which this is yeah and
0: yeah. um uh what's his name is great as kurt warner uh, uh
1: zachary zach, levi
0: zach yeah um
1: shazam shazam yes
3: Yes. Um, and. Uh, and rogue is good too. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, as,
0: his wife, as his grandmother, as as his wife, yes. Um, and it kind of tells a story of like how he was he was kind of pushed aside in
3: in college because the coach didn't see him as being great or
0: whatever yeah then so he's bagging groceries and then um
1: it's your arena football the uh, the
0: i the iowa barnstormers or something yeah Yeah. arena football league comes knocking and he just lights it up and then the los angeles no he goes and tries out for green bay first Mm. but but Mm -hmm. you know who was there at that time. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get a... You're, you don't have a fucking...
1: Yeah, going to replace Favre yeah. in his prime. Yeah.
0: So then the Rams give him a shot, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you know football. You know the Kurt Warner story. Came into the league at, like, 28 years old and lit it on fire, won a Super Bowl.
1: Set many records. Set
0: records.
3: records
0: um,
1: yeah. Hall of Famer.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... You know, I'm not a not necessarily a Rams fan or a Kurt Warner fan, but I'm a
3: fan of you know football and the legend of football and so it was good.
1: Are you ready for some football?
3: Born ready. Okay. All right. So my
1: next one is the first one on my list that no, actually no, I was gonna say, you know, because tick tick boom's nominated for Academy Award. But the next one is Actually nominated for Best Picture, and one we talked about that I mentioned earlier, and that's Belfast. Um, this is you know written and directed, produced by Kenneth Branagh. Um, it's semi-autobiographical uh, about his his life in Ireland um, in 1969. Um, him his family dealing with you know riots and fights in the street with the IRA and battle between the Protestants and the Catholics and everything he had to deal with and being caught up in that. And I think he's only like nine at the time. And it's all about his family and his dad works in London and comes back every now and then. And so he lives with his grandparents and his mom and his, and his uh, brother. And it's, it's, it's really, it's very dramatic and tense at times, but it's very light and charming with a very, dry sense of humor and wit about it that it's yeah it's it's a it was a pretty enjoyable movie i uh yeah it's all shot in black and white so um obviously get it more of a, a period feeling but uh yeah that's no, a it's a good movie i think it's it's worthy of the uh best picture nomination so but yeah
0: is is thor in it
1: uh thor is not in it no okay no yeah uh, that's I
0: one me. of the ones i want to watch for
1: yeah. sure Uh, Mr. Gray is in it, though. Mr. Gray will see you now. Oh. Oh, Yes.
3: Dang. Yes. All right. So for me, um, next one is A Quiet Place 2. Um, The opening kind of, I guess it's not really
0: the opening scene, but kind of the opening bit. Um, great action sequence, yeah, with her driving the bus, the creatures, and, that, yeah. and um, John Krasinski running around and hiding, mm-hmm. and um, so basically, it's
1: kind of the origin of the the, the movie, origin
0: yeah. of yeah. So it's the origin of how the whole Quiet Place story starts, and then mm-hmm. it picks up after the original. And they're, you know, they, they have the to, yeah, they're on the move and they the kind of meet they meet up with this other guy and
1: who they knew from um, their past, yeah,
0: yeah. And, yeah. uh, um, yeah, it's silly, silly and Murphy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, silly yeah, or Killian, however, you want Killian, to, yeah, see. yeah.
0: Um, it was a good sequel to like Quiet Place, was really good, it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. This one's a little little short of that, but still really good. Good monster
1: yeah. movie. Yeah, they allow for more talking in this one because they're, like, underground in a concrete thing, so they're not going to be able to see it. So, yeah, there's not yeah. as much reading of subtitles and sign language and stuff. So, so yeah, you don't have to, you know, maybe that was a complaint of some people, but now yeah, that certainly made the first one very effective because you are very aware of when sound was being made. Yeah. Um, but this one, you know, they're just talking freely. But uh there's still some pretty good tension-filled moments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they think they find their utopia,
3: but <laughs> no. That gets fucked up.
1: Yes. Um,
3: yes. So yeah.
1: Okay. Um, my next one is uh the green knight. This is based on uh, like a poem or a fable based on like a member of you know King Arthur's Round Table, uh, about a guy who has to go on a quest. This Green Knight shows up and challenges these people to a duel, and whoever is able to kill him in one year has to go seek him out to meet his own death. Um, so stars um dev patel from Slumdog dog millionaire and it's uh it's quite good yeah it's a very, very dark uh fantastical type mike movie it's got some really good visuals and um it's very haunting and very surrealistic but uh it's a very yeah quite a captivating movie so mm.
3: mm-hmm. i haven't seen it yet but... yes excellent yes uh so next for me is nobody Mm -hmm. um
0: it's a great secret agent former assassin type john wick story
3: um with bob odenkirk um and uh but it's it's different that
0: you know his his father was an assassin before him, Christopher Lloyd Mm -hmm. and his, um, his friend is also still an assassin, I think, isn't he?
3: Yeah,
0: Or is he? Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's basically John Wick, um, but different. Um, Mm -hmm. Bob Odenkirk's obviously more of a comedic actor than Keanu Mm -hmm. Reeves. So that's like an element that, that was good. Um mm-hmm. just the sequence on the bus right. alone yeah. was, was really good. So
1: yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it.
3: It was a good
0: movie. Okay.
1: Well, again, spoiler alert, I will talk about this again later. Oh boy. Yes. Okay, so my next one, or am I going? Is one that I'm going to assume you will talk about later. Okay. And this is Ghostbusters Afterlife.
0: I, bet I haven't even seen that yet.
1: Yes. This, this was just like, however long it is, 100 minutes, 110 minutes of just pure nostalgia. Um, just a great reintroduction to this world. Um, I think there's just the right amount of the original cast showing up at the right time. Um, really allows the new cast to kind of make this world their own Um, really nice tribute touches for, for Harold Ramis. Um, And yeah, it's, it's good story. The way it really ties in both worlds and brings back Gozer and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, no, it's a Paul Rudd is great. And uh, yeah, no, it's just a, really nice good feeling movie of just you know remembering your your childhood and just kind of recapturing that absolutely yes
3: all right so next i will go with spider-man no way home
0: um even though it wasn't my favorite spider-man movie um
3: it was still decent Mm -hmm. um A little long i thought but um
0: it was cool the way they kind of brought everything mixed it all back together and kind of explained why there's 12 spider-man and you know
1: yeah um that's a huge undertaking and try to connect movies that weren't even connected to begin with so yeah exactly so yeah
0: um yeah it's it made my list so okay that's that's that
1: okay but yeah no it was, it was good i enjoyed it you know i had good humor um like when each of the spider-man kind of shows up there's some good interaction and stuff there and uh but yeah no it's i thought it, i thought it was well done it did make my list but um just because you no know, i don't know whether it was going to be an obvious pick or I just purposely left it off to piss off my sister. I, I don't know, who's probably listening to this now and yelling at me. Um so so yeah, so I didn't have it on there, but it probably could have easily been on there. I just chose to leave it off. Um, for me, my next one is a movie that I had no expectations or no thought what it was going to be going in. Um it's an old Western called uh old Henry um i think i I spoke about this might have been a pick up a pod you know a few things ago but tim tim blake nelson um it's just a nice good gritty old school kind of western that's you know a heist that's gone wrong and people trying to reclaim the stash and you don't know who's good and who's bad because some people are posing as the law and others are posing as a law too. So you don't know who's actually telling the truth and it ends with a huge, it's got a great story development that it just crescendos at the end to like, Holy shit. And it, it makes sense. Cause they've been hinting at it. I don't want to give it away cause it's so good. And it's got a great, great gunfight, gun battle at the end. And you know, Tim Blake Nelson just fits this character so well um yeah and it was a like really enjoyable movie groovy groovy
0: uh so next for me is one that we saw earlier this year called the night house Mm -hmm. um pretty cool story kind of supernatural kind of
3: suspenseful um great soundtrack um like I love like
0: movies that are kind of like take place in secluded areas, yeah, um and uh, um, good acting. what is mm-hmm. the lead the lead um
1: uh, Rebecca Hall,
0: yes, um, she's from the town, obviously, yeah um, I just it was like I you know, I didn't really know what to expect either, yeah, like I and it was good
3: like,
1: yeah it was- i like how you know obviously everything unfolded as it did but i like how it didn't spell out everything for you yeah. even while it was happening like there wasn't a lot of exposition it, it left holes on purpose for you and it wasn't like it because it was a bad script it just couldn't fill them but it, it left it for you to try to figure it out and connect the dots of why certain things were happening, and like things that happened earlier that it made sense. Oh, right, that's why the, that person did that, or that's why that was happening. And yeah, it just it relies on the viewer to be paying attention and to like, you know, connect what's going on. But yeah, no, it's yeah. good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is a uh, Road Runner. The Anthony Bourdain. Uh,
0: oh, I haven't watched it yet.
1: Documentary. Um, just, just a raw documentary that just chronicles his whole kind of career and shift from being like a world-class chef to basically becoming like a, a travel journalist and food journalist. And... Yeah just he changed his personality too because he's like used to be like a real conceited dick or whatever but he became more humble in his later years and um, everything that he went through and everything that was happening at the time it's like the whole his whole world kind of collapsed and was put on you know, the way whole bunch of weight was on his shoulders and he was just so tired and beaten from you know, the travel and his personal life, you, I mean, you know, suicide isn't obviously the way out, but you can almost see like this. You can see why you would think this was the easy way for him because he just had so much and it was just enough for him. And yeah, so it's a pretty moving and telling documentary. It was a, yeah, it's, it's quite good.
0: Yeah. I definitely have to watch it. Um, what? i
1: don't think your dog wants you to watch it
0: nope apparently not Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm definitely gonna have checked that out Um, that's one of the deaths that kind of affected me like celebrity deaths don't usually affect me but um, yeah like i've watched so much anthony bourdain like over the last 10 years that
3: Mm
0: -hmm. um like i've watched no reservations and the layover, like multiple times, right, and
1: parts unknown, and all that stuff, yeah. And it's like you almost
0: know a guy like that, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it was it, it. The shows were more than just about the food. It they was weren't about,
0: pretentious. It was. No, it
1: was about the no, culture? No, he
0: he had no problem engaging with people that some people might deem unsavory or yeah you know, um, dangerous
3: or whatever, right? Like, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, I do. I do recommend that that doc. So
0: is it on um, demand yet?
1: I don't think so. I, I rented it from Cineplex. So a while uh, back. Okay. so I don't, uh, I don't think it's on demand yet.
3: All right. So,
0: Uh, i guess this is the last one before the top yep five for me anyways Mm -hmm. um so this one is don't look now or don't look up
1: don't look up um
0: Mm. the netflix um i guess it would be a netflix blockbuster i don't
3: know yeah the cast that it has yeah
0: um great satire yeah um I don't know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it because it's on Netflix. Um, Mm -hmm. The end of the world is coming, meteorites going to hit Earth. Um, Yeah. And it just, like, totally mocks the way society is right now.
1: Yeah, how Um, so divided it is, and yet it's it's not based on fact, it's based on opinion, and you're just decisive to be decisive or whatever, you know, just... And like divided to be divided. Mm. Like Jennifer Lawrence is essentially the only character who's
0: like, doesn't anybody else see what's going on here? Yeah. Like even Leo DiNard- Leo Leonardo DiCaprio's character gets caught up mm-hmm. because he becomes like an overnight sex symbol. Yes. Sexy scientist guy. Yes. Um, and like just uh good writing, mm-hmm. good dark humor. Yeah, Um, I really like the ending. Actually, yeah, like it wasn't a happy ending. No, but it wasn't like it wasn't like oh, that's a depressing ending. It was, it was just an
3: ending, and it was good.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's it's scary how on the nose it
3: oh it is to how
1: it probably the situation would probably be received certainly in the states that um just people taking advantage of the situation and you know for their own political gain or whatever and just people just being refusing to believe something just because somebody who has a different political view than them is saying that it's so then it all has to be wrong so there's well yeah it doesn't
0: it does it it's not fact because it doesn't fit into my agenda yeah you know what i mean yeah but, uh, yeah, very on the nose, very with the times.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next one is the movie that received the most Academy Award nominations, and this is Power of the Dog, um, another Western to make my list. Is
0: that the one with uh, Jesse
1: Clemens, Yeah, yeah, Jesse Clemens and... Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst and Cody Smith McPhee has been in lots of different things, but it's
0: Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons married in real life.
1: I think they are engaged and have at least one kid together, but yeah. So, and all four of those actors that I've mentioned um, were nominated for Academy Awards and they are all, yeah pretty much at the top of their game and it's you know a simple western story um about an old seasoned um cowboy who meets a a younger boy um who kind of takes him under his wing and you know kind of shows him the ropes before he kind of goes back to school to become like a doctor and um
3: it's I mean, I
1: mean, if you haven't seen it, but there are allusions to them being gay, which, you know, it's 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 obvious at the end. But yeah, it's because he's just um, Benedict is so shows kind of an an aversion to this young kid at first, because I think he's trying to hide his own kind of homosexuality. But then they kind of get to know each other. And it's a really, really sweet story um it's got some really heartbreaking stuff in it towards the end and uh but yeah no it's a directed written and directed by jane campion who did like the piano and a bunch of other stuff and uh but yeah no it's a it's a it's a a really really strong strong movie and strong performances
0: yeah i think i started watching it but it was bedtime so
1: and and Sam Elliott has come out recently and spoken of against it, saying that there's no way you know cowboys were like that back then, and that there'd be gay and all this kind of stuff. There's no way. Nice. You know, like, whatever, just hide behind your mustache and whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I guess
0: it's top five time. It is top five. Top uh, five.
3: So my number five. Yes. Is Dune dune yes um beautifully shot mm-hmm. good acting um it's a fucked up movie if you think about it yeah um i've i've only started reading the books right um
0: so i don't really know you know but i think it sticks pretty true there's a few characters changed blah 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 whatever right but um and uh yeah left it wide open for sequels or whatever so well yeah
1: it's there's already a plan the second one's already in production or at least and like i can't
0: i can't wait to see more of like the villain guys yeah um batiste dave batista
3: and um Mm -hmm. what's his name um you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Harvey or By Ben? No. No. The, uh, no. Uh,
1: the main uh, bad guy. Um, I can't remember. It's, I'll be talking I'll th- about this movie later and I can't even think of. I'll, th- I'll
3: think about it. Um, his son was the vampire mm-hmm. in True Blood.
1: Um, oh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah.
3: Stellan yeah. Skarsgård. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, good action sequences. Mm-hmm. Good suspense. Great soundtrack. Um Dennis Villeneuve, is it Villeneuve or Veneuve? Villeneuve.
1: Uh, Villeneuve, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, he uh he knows how to put together some sci-fi, I tell you.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a Canadian it's, director. It's no Blade can... Runner. Yes. But yeah. there's a Canadian directors who's catalog yes. you can dive into. Yeah. Um so yeah, oh. Dune. Okay. I will again talk about it later. <laughs> oh so later. my number five is one you've already discussed and it's no bit, nobody. Um yeah, this this movie was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Just crazy action, good gunplay, good choreographed action scenes. And Bob Odenkirk was so believable as a badass. Like you look at him, just how smarmy he is on, you know, Better Call Saul and stuff. And he just he pulls off. He is an action hero now. Like he is. Oh yeah, like he is. Yeah, so believable. And it's a good story. Um, but yeah, no, that bus scene where he just like one by one,
0: eats the snot out snot out all guys. the
1: young punks. It's right up there with the bus scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre
0: 2022. I'm a fan of buses, bus scenes now.
1: And so, yeah, no, it's it's such a, you can't help but smile. Like, just because you're seeing Bob Odenkirk just be cast against type and fully succeed. And, yeah, it's just a, a great, solid action movie.
3: Yeah.
0: 100 percent uh so my number four is free guy
3: mm-hmm.
0: um i don't know something about this movie was just charming
3: mm-hmm.
0: um ryan reynolds is he's good in anything that they can yeah, put just, him in
3: he's just effortlessly charming yeah. um just it was a charming um you know everything kind of when when disney
0: does something good they do it good like Mm -hmm. and because they own every property under the sun yes they can basically do whatever they want with it yeah and um yeah so basically he's a video game character that kind of
1: becomes sentient within the game yeah
3: becomes yeah and um good action um mm-hmm.
0: great cameos um yeah. Channing Tatum like whenever that guy does a cameo
3: mm-hmm. and you're
0: not expecting it yeah he kills it um and a good ending and you know they'll probably
1: make three or four more of these movies yes I've heard yeah I think the second one's already been green lit and I think there's talk of spinoffs as well somehow so I don't know we'll but see. uh yeah. It was one of those movies that
0: how many times did we see the trailer for it?
1: Oh yeah. I just kept getting 50 delayed. Times. delayed. Yeah.
0: So at first I was like, ah, I don't even really want to see this. I've practically yeah. seen the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but then we went and it was yeah. fucking awesome. So.
1: And take it with TT as well. So
3: yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. So my number four is one again, you've already mentioned, and that's card counter. Um, i really really enjoyed this it was a kind of a good slow burn Mm -hmm. um like oscar isaac is tremendous in in this movie he's just so so good and it's like a good story um and he takes this kid under his wing and like he just becomes kind of like he's he's a small time card player. Cause he just is trying to hide who he is and he's trying to stay under the radar, but he becomes big on the circuit in order to try to raise money for this kid. So he doesn't have to go do what he thinks he's going to do. He wants to kind of improve his life. So he doesn't get revenge on, you know, Willem Dafoe yeah. for what, you know, for his, the death of his dad. And I mean, I don't want to say the ending here, but, on Rotten Tomatoes, the discrepancy between critic ratings and audience score is crazy. The audience score is so low compared to the critic score. And I have to think it because it ends a way you're not expecting. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'll just kind of hint about how he walks away from that big thing
3: mm-hmm.
1: when he's clearly at the advantage and doesn't go back to it. I think that, because, you know, people want that big, huge thing, but the way it ends instead, and, you know, final encounter. It took with, balls. It took yeah. balls to. Yeah. And he comes out, and his hand is just kind of dangling there, and it's, but, yeah, no, it's, it's a really raw, good, slow burn thinking thinking movie. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. And
0: Willem Dafoe keeps his goddamn clothes on in this movie. Yes,
1: and has a mustache
0: uh yeah it's kind of one of those movies where i was like looking for something to watch and then i yeah like i saw you know journeyman card player so i was like okay i'll watch this
1: (laughs) yeah and it's written directed by paul schrader who you know wrote taxi driver so it's that kind of kind of raw yeah movie to it so yeah
0: all right, so my number 3 is one you've talked about and it's Cop Shop. Um nice. This has one of my all-time favorite lines in it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um basically the line is uh, I drew you a dick.
1: Yeah. Now things got weird. Yeah. Yeah, the the the, the villain <laughs> basically fogs up a, a fogs up glass. And then draws like a penis in the fog and says, "I just I drew you a dick. Now things got weird, <laughs> or now um, shit got weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, this
0: movie was original. Um, all these kind of scumbags all converge on a cop shop to all kind yeah. of collect a bounty on each other. Yeah, um, and basically there's one cop left who's not dead or corrupt and she she kind of survives the whole thing Mm -hmm.
3: um and gerard butler's awesome yes um you know
0: he's he's a bad guy in the movie but he's like the anti-hero like you're you obviously you're gonna cheer for the guy Mm -hmm. um and he does the right thing you Mm -hmm. know at the end but uh like I love, I know you do too. But I love gun violence, and yeah. you know I
1: love gritty. In, in movies, in movies, yeah. not in reality. Yeah, not in reality. <laughs> yes,
0: but like just like gritty, you know, and uh, it hit all, it checked all the boxes. Like, it,
1: yeah, it, I mean, it was cleverly
0: just, written. Um, yeah, well acted.
1: Yeah, some good twists. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the cop station is in a like a some weird remote what would you call it like industrial
3: yeah. building it's yeah it's just
0: weird yeah um so yeah um it's a good yeah it's kind of like a mystery but not really you know what yeah. i mean yep like they spell it out for you you don't mm-hmm. have to think
1: so. yeah but yeah no it's there's so many movies that have you know gun violence and gunplay and the fact that you know joe carnahan can still think of new creative ways to have people get shot or to just (laughs) choreograph shootouts and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really fun movie. Yeah.
0: Like Gerard Butler is the king of, you see a trailer and it's like, Oh, this thing's going to be a fucking piece of shit. Then you watch it and it's like, man, that was a great movie.
1: Like this and like fucking Den of Thieves. Den of Uh, Thieves.
0: Um, yeah. Olympus has fallen, or yeah angel has fallen has like, yeah
1: angel has fallen, yeah,
0: like he's yeah. not a typical hero guy, no, he is, I guess I don't know, yeah, anyways,
1: but yeah, no he yeah, he knows how to elevate a movie, um, okay, so my number three is um dune, you that you spoke of, and yeah, this is just so visually stunning, and so much of it you know there is cgi but so much of it is real because they shot on location in with all the sand and stuff like yeah. that so that's that's all you know realistic and it's you know lit really well um and it's a long movie but it doesn't feel long like it's it's well paced yeah. and it's it's well cast even even jason momoa is it's it's fine in the movie um
0: yeah. i think jason I, momoa is good he's good and yeah you know
1: in non aquaman roles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I right. I
1: actually haven't to seen To me it Aquaman's
0: blonde. Right. You know what I mean like I don't. Yes.
1: Know. But anyways, yeah, it's it's a it's a really just complex sci-fi film and I'm I'm it's assuming politi- the, it's
0: political like it's. Yeah.
1: And I'm assuming the book is even more complex and the way that, you know, Dennis Villeneuve is able to keep it complex but still make it digestible. It's yeah. it's uh yeah it's 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 really well done and just yeah, yeah you it's... don't
0: have to read the books to no to enjoy the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, so yeah, it's no, the same it's...
0: thing he did with Blade Runner 20 what is it 2059? 20,
1: 2049 yeah
0: 2049 like 20 yeah. I think
1: blade runner 2020 2020 I think that's what it was
0: 2020 2021. 20, 20, yes. Like he took a movie that's what 40 years old yeah f- at the time and yeah. made it um made it relevant
3: and yeah, improved um, on it
0: improved on it and made people um realize like how great the first blade runner is mm-hmm. you know what i mean
1: and, this and if you people- can
0: if you can convince harrison ford to act
1: yes You've won. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. The Blade Runner's great, but yeah. No. Dune. It's yeah. Dune's my number three. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Like I mm-hmm. went in with zero expectations. Um, I saw the Frank Herbert's Dune the the movie with what's his name?
1: Mini series. Like the one. no, the one from the eighties. Oh, the David Lynch one with Kyle yeah. McLaughlin. Yeah. I
0: saw it years ago, and apparently yeah. people hate that movie. So. I,
1: I can barely remember yeah. it. Yeah. Th- so really I really had
0: nothing to compare it to.
1: The only thing I really remember, and they do it in this movie, is when he puts his hand in that box of pain or whatever and he can't yeah. remove it. That's the only thing I remember from the original one. Um or Who the hasn't a, done that. The equivalent of the Stellan Skarsgård character, him floating around and having like boils and stuff all over his face are like the two things I remember about the original version.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. So my number two, i I'm sh- if this is not your number one, I will be... Well, you're one or two. I okay. will be surprised.
1: Well, if if you're going to say what I think you're saying... I know your next one and two, so um, um, so I will let you go with your number two. So my number two is pig. My number two. So we'll just keep talking. Um, like wow. Um, yes.
3: On paper, this looks ridiculous. Yes. Like a, a world-renowned chef
0: becomes a recluse. Recluse in the. Yeah. In the Pacific Northwest, and has a,
1: it's a truffle, truffle
0: sniffing pig yeah. is his best friend.
1: Yes, um, and you don't and, find out that he's a chef until you know much later.
0: Yeah, maybe. but you kind of get a hint because he's like, you know, making these delicious meals in the forest. Yeah. Um, well, who knows? They might be not delicious. I don't know. Yeah, but then the pig gets kidnapped. Yes. And then it turns into a Nicolas Cage movie where he's got to go find his pig, but he doesn't. And it, but it yeah it doesn't, doesn't go the do way do you it think. Violently,
1: no. Like, like um, there's only one scene where he raises his voice, and like he there's not the huge crate cage rage. It's a very he punches a car. understated. Yeah, understated performance, but it's very, and like it's
0: it's a weird movie, just the way they get it. Kind of goes here and there. Um like yeah. the underground chef
3: fight club. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but it all fits together. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: what's his name? Um, the wolf kid. Yeah.
1: Um he's he's great Al- in the movie. Al- Al- Alex Alex Wolfson. Wolf. Yeah. Um he's great in the movie. Um, Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin is amazing. As the villain. And you and have to the
0: the ending like the way he yeah. kind of
1: you know this he destroys adam yeah. arkin emotionally he
0: emotionally devastates
1: yeah you know like he gets such a sweeter revenge than he could just going in there and just beating the shit out of him like he yeah. just just wrecks him with memory and grief and you know sorrow and yeah yeah, yeah it's like thoroughly
3: shockingly good
1: yeah, like I'm, I'm disappointed that it didn't get any sort of Academy Award nominations, like for screenplay. That guy gets or acting no or whatever. Love yeah. anymore? He gets no. no
0: love anymore.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no that that's that's my number two. So yeah, that's just it's just yeah, it's a tremendous tremendous movie. And I went in there reading the reviews, saying how good the movie is supposed to be. And I was still floored. Like it exceeded expectations. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So that's my number two. So I know what your number one is going to be. So go go ahead and and my number one
0: is this. um,
1: Independent film.
0: Yeah, independent low budget film called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. Um, If you listen to this podcast regularly, Ghostbusters is basically in every list Mm -hmm. that we do for me. Um. And I don't want to badmouth the Ghostbusters reboot from a few years ago with right. all the lady comedians. No. Right. But uh, it, was, it wasn't it was good. And yeah. it didn't have that that feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this had that feeling. Um, I thought the kids in the movie were great. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's handsome as usual, and Paul Rudd was literally in the Walmart that is a two-minute drive from my house. Yes, my my local Walmart is featured in this film. That's fantastic. So, uh, are there? Yeah, all all kidding aside, like you know what? Bring back Zool and Gozer and all the all these. These demons or whatever, like, you don't need to make new ones. Like, who the mm-hmm. hell wants to see that shit? Yep. Like, you know. Um, and I kind of like how they focused on Egon because mm-hmm. he wasn't, or he's not around to be in the movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So they kind of focused around him and like, because he went, never yeah. gave up the, he never gave up on Boston ghosts. Yes,
1: because you know? busting um, made him feel good.
0: That's right. Yeah, um, just beautiful scenery, um, mm-hmm. and as it was, it Olivia Wilde as Gozer. As Gozer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was. A, I had a great time watching this movie, and it basically reminded me why that the whole Ghostbusters thing is amazing.
1: Yeah. And I know we've discussed this on and off the podcast, how it it got decent reviews, but a lot of the negative reviews were were saying that it relied too much on nostalgia.
0: Well, what are you going to rely on?
1: Yet Force Awakens got crazy reviews, and that's all it was, was nostalgia and basically a remake of New Hope. So Well,
0: look at Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yeah. It was nostalgia. Oh, let's yeah. bring back all these fucking Spider-Mans from mm-hmm. the past 15 years. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what people want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go into a Ghostbusters movie and see four new people and um, have some other story. And, like, I want to, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see...
3: I want to see the Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah. 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 So, you know what? Yeah. People who gave it bad reviews are fucking
1: dumb. Yeah. You want the Ghostbusters? I want the Ghostbusters. Okay. So, my number one um, is one I watched later in the year that did knock Pig off my list. Like, Pig was my number one for pretty much the whole year. And this is the documentary, The Sparks Brothers. Directed by Edgar Wright, and it focuses on this underground band that's been around for 50 years and make 25 albums called Sparks, and they're just so charismatic and eclectic and eccentric, and they just and
0: heavily worshipped by yes, by everybody in music. Yes,
1: like (laughs) everybody who knows them knows them, and like they're just huge fans and influenced so much of the british new wave and their american band that only made it semi-big in in europe and when they're in over in england and so yeah they influenced so much and they've been around for so long that people are now discovering them and accusing them of copying the bands that they influenced because like they don't Depeche realize and all, those yeah, guys. all those, all those guys. And yeah, it's such a great journey that you see them on and they talk about every different album and just, yeah, it's, it's a great move. Did you see it or
0: no, it's on my on a, list. It's on yeah. my, I think it's on Amazon right now.
1: Yeah. It's, no, that's on Netflix, so yeah. Is it's it on um, Netflix? Yeah, but it's such a great, great movie, and um, it just think puts a smile actually, on your face. I
0: think they played at Sled Island here in Calgary a couple of oh, really? yeah, over the years,
1: yeah. Yeah, and they kind of got... I could be
0: wrong,
3: though.
1: Some mainstream notoriety, because they put out uh, an album with Franz Ferdinand, um, yeah. and they did like a... yeah like a collaboration album with them. So that kind of brought them up into the mainstream. But but yeah, there's so many, it's great soundtrack. Like they have, like their, their music is like timeless. Like it's like, I've, I've listened to it on Spotify now so many times and Edgar Wright put together a, a playlist Essential playlist, and it's hey, yeah it's, Have you uh
0: listened to it more times than you've listened to Anna in the Apocalypse soundtrack? or
1: No, no, I will say that. No, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No. Uh, I
0: definitely want to watch it. I love a good music documentary,
1: yeah. And it's so filled with info, like it's just documents everything, and they talk to so many people who former members and current members of their band and just a full spectrum of, you know, record producers and, you know, musicians and stuff that are totally influenced and just love this band. And they are just two simple guys from California and everyone thinks that they're European, but no, they're just, you know, got famous because one of the brothers has like a little Hitler mustache. And so they just, the people thought that, you know, that was how they were identified. If you're going to get famous. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Hitler mustache. But yeah, no, it's it's a really charming, effective documentary, and yeah, it's just it's one of my favorite music docs of all time. So,
0: there's yeah. that other music documentary um, called Studio Six Six Six. That's
1: oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I heard that's a that's a very very accurate true story portrayal yeah, of a, to, a to Dave, uh, Girl, Dave Dave Girl Dave Grohl's autobiography, getting possessed. While I'm trying to make a new album, yeah, it's already left theaters after yeah. two weeks of release. <laughs> I'll go watch it at Canyon Meadows. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'll go there. Yeah, we'll definitely go. Have to go check that one out. So yeah, so yeah, so that's um, our top fifteen-ish uh, movies of 2021. Excellent. That was an
0: excellent list, and that very was nice. An
1: excellent, it was very nice, very, very nice,
0: but very
3: evil.
1: Yes. So. Time for Pick of the pod.
2: Hey everybody. Quiet down please. These two jerks have an opinion. Here is this episode's pick of the pod. Hmm.
1: And I have a feeling I know what your pick of the pod's going to be. So I will go with my pick of the pod. And I actually watched this like pretty close to not too long after we recorded and so um, I'm sure I've watched other things, but this one just stayed on there. And this is the the Amazon Prime series, uh, Reacher, um, based on yeah. Jack, the, Reacher. The, the,
0: Jack Reacher.
1: Got Jack Reacher. It's obviously it's not Tom Cruise. They yeah. have somebody who apparently is more accurate in frame to the character from the novel series. Just you huge. mean bigger? Yes. <laughs> huge brooding guy but it's a good great action series thriller mystery um who done it kind of thing and you know multiple conspiracy and intertwining stories and uh yeah it's a uh, it's already been renewed for season 2 and uh yeah it's a it's a really really good series i i enjoyed it immensely i have,
0: I have seen it on there yeah um, and I did like the Jack Reacher movies.
1: I like the first one. The second one wasn't as good, but yeah, the the first one was was decent. They just hired a bunch of shorter actors to make it look like Tom Cruise could kick everybody's games. ass.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, so mine obviously is the Batman. Yeah. Um, I'm sure because you haven't seen it yet that
1: no, I haven't seen. It sure,
3: yet, it would have been your pick of the pod too.
1: Possibly. Yeah.
3: Um. It's. Really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's
0: dark. It's way more of a detective, less of a comic book movie, more of a detective crime.
1: It's like Seven meets Batman. It's right. and um, and they take away his Playboy element as well, don't they? Like a Bruce Wayne. Well,
0: he, yeah, they. He's still he's still obviously Bruce wealthy. Wayne. Yeah but there's none of this yeah pulling up in front of gotham museum in a maserati yeah. right um like he doesn't want to have nothing to do with any of that shit yeah um like he's bruce wayne in this one is consumed with being gotham's like vigilante savior, savior.
3: Yeah.
0: um and
3: it's it's beautifully shot um the like you think of the penguin you think of this short fat guy with an umbrella
0: yeah. who's you with know a monocle yeah but yeah. you know they they tell the story that you know the penguins he's a mobster he's involved with carmine falcone and um and Catwoman's in there but
3: she's she's just like uh she's a thief and um the riddler is
0: he's uh he's not a guy wearing a green costume with the question marks all over it he's (laughs) he's a guy that takes
3: pleasure in hurting people and you know it's uh it's A great detective movie, um, mm-hmm.
0: great action sequences. There's probably a 10 minute long car chase
3: that's crazy good. Um, yeah. The Batmobile is just like some kind of souped up, like
1: muscle car, or like
0: muscle car with like a turbocharger, and like, right, um, and Batman is reckless, he's, yeah, you know, he he does not care if you know um like he beats the shit out of a lot of guys in this movie
1: right. isn't um, it more of a, a badass alfred as well like he's not just like yeah it's
0: andy circus uh, and yeah. um he's amazing as yeah. as alfred like i don't think they've really had a bad alfred in any of the batman movies and yeah. this just keeps pace with that like he's um i think he's definitely more involved yeah um but like even the the relationship between bruce wayne and alfred in this movie is kind of you know um bruce wayne's kind of resentful because alfred kind of thinks he's like the father figure which he is yeah um but yeah, and it kind of puts a different twist on the whole Wayne family. And yeah, it's, uh, I didn't know how Robert Pattinson would be as Batman, but yeah, he's
1: well, he's a solid actor. Like, yeah, he's give, give uh, him a script, he's a good actor. Yeah,
0: like he doesn't fit the typical tall, dark, and handsome. Bruce Wayne type Mm -hmm. thing, like, you know, Ben Affleck and Christian Bale, or yeah, he's more of like uh, emo younger, emo Bruce Wayne who has his hair covering one of his eyes and with black makeup on. And yeah, it's I hope they they do another one because I think it would be a shame if it was a one off.
1: No, I think they have, and um. Joker was, was supposed to be in the next one. Um there's two TV series already planned for spin-offs. Like there's supposed to be um a Penguin TV series yeah. with Colin Farrell and a TV series set at Arkham Asylum as well, so
0: That would be, that would be good.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I think Matt Reeves is involved with both of those, so should still keep along the same tone. And like there was a guy in the theater
0: after the movie. He's like, "Who is Colin Farrell? Who is Colin mm. Farrell in this movie?" Right. And, um, you know, obviously, a couple of people in the theater were like, "Oh, he was the penguin." And the guys like, yeah. "No way, that wasn't Colin Farrell."
3: Right. Like, no,
0: dude, that was Colin Farrell, and mm-hmm. like, and I think because he had so much makeup and prosthetics on,
1: yeah,
0: he his acting is over the top
1: just disappeared but
0: but awesome
1: yeah like
0: like he's such an underrated actor to begin with Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like you should go watch it like it's three hours long but it's yeah it there's so much flow like there's no there's no spots where it's like ah yeah please please hurry up i want to go home like it's right
1: no i i might try to go see it this weekend but uh um, yeah no it's uh looks good but yeah it's it's kind it's not
0: as dark as the joker right but it's it's kind of along those lines like it's a Mm. shame that that Joaquin Phoenix won't be the Joker in the new Batman yeah. movie. Well, it's a different that, time, that time awesome. frame,
1: too, though, right? Yeah. This is, right. This is set in modern, and then Joker's yeah. more, like, 80s. So 80s. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's uh, highly recommended. mm um, I definitely enjoyed it more than Dark Knight Rises. Right. Um, and a li- I think it was a little better than Batman Begins.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but but no no Dark Knight.
0: Uh no it's yeah Dark Knight's almost the perfect movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah no um. It's easily the best Batman movie that Chris Nolan wasn't involved in. Right. Like Batman eighty nine is amazing and I love that movie but.
1: It's more camp than. Yeah this yeah. is solid this is solid. Yeah.
3: yeah. So. Cool. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so. Um, so
0: I guess that's it.
1: Yeah. So anything else you want to talk about or mm, you know, baseball's so. back soon?
0: Yeah, they got to jam a whole bunch of shit into the next three weeks, eh?
1: Yeah. Oh, and the other rule that's changed too: universal DH.
0: Oh, so they're going to DH in both leagues now.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: That's good, though. Like, because I mean. <laughs> Who the, the hell, hell of, wants to see a pitcher bat?
1: It's an Unless an, it's I
0: Shohei or
1: Yeah.
0: Who cares?
1: But yeah, no. I mean, it's. I mean, it's more of a a coaching match when it's the National League because you got to figure out when to pull the pitcher and do all that and change the lineup. So there is more managing, but it's almost an automatic out every time a pitcher comes out. So it's like really, it's so uh, it's just kind of.
0: It's a stupid. It's a stupid thing to have one do one thing and the other yeah. do the other thing. Like you uni- yeah, unify it. Make it one. Pick one or the other.
1: Yeah, and it's it's going to actually advance the careers of some players because it's going to give some people the option to be a DH instead yeah. of you know just being left cast aside or whatever. So yeah, it'll be uh, especially yeah. since they're doing interleague play and they just you know. If they're in the National League ballpark, then they have to play, you know, then the pitcher has to hit. So then that's even a uh a, a disadvantage for the American League team because those pitchers aren't hitting at all. And when yeah. they go to the American League park, then it's like the National League have an advantage because now they have an extra bat that they would normally have not had. So yeah. yeah, now it's just a level playing field. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So mm. and look and see what if the blue jays do any signings. The biggest rumor is that they're going to go after Freddie Freeman. Um, so I, if I was
3: him, I'd just finish her off in Atlanta. Yeah. But yeah. You no. have a chance to repeat, I think so. Mm.
1: But yeah. So no, I, uh, yeah. Looking forward to baseball. I've been more into hockey now because the Flames are actually playing well, but uh, looking forward to baseball. So yeah. Yes, so I, sir. Mm. I so what is next week's theme you're up
0: oh i think it's gonna coincide with my
3: challenge Mm -hmm. so we can go a couple different ways
0: um your top canadian produced films
3: or top canadian directed films which would you prefer
1: um, I think it's, it's more, it's easier to figure out the, the director because the Canadian produced film, because there's a lot of movies filmed in Canada, but it's not necessarily Canadian produced, but it's yeah. it's, it's made in Canada. I think it would be easier to figure out the Canadian director directors.
0: And, yeah. All right. So let's set them.
1: Top okay. Canadian
0: directed movies.
1: My top five just beat all James Cameron. Just Is it all James Cameron? That's all.
0: So, like Avatar.
1: Yeah. It's true Lies. lies. Yeah. yeah. So now, are we going to have a caveat where we can only have one movie by a certain director, sure. or we can have multiple? That'll like make it
0: more interesting.
1: Yeah. So we'll have make it
0: harder to pick.
1: So yeah, we have our favorite movie from a particular director, Canadian director. Yes. So that's not all. You know dennis villeneuve or jason reitman or
0: or jimmy
1: jimmy jimmy Smiths,
0: jimmy calaine
1: yes so all right so yeah no cool. th- that should be a uh, should be a fun one so
3: go yeah. on. can... <laughs> well all, that right. Slipped. all, that right.
1: Slipped all out. right i think it's time to go now <laughs> yeah it's coming a... out of your mouth now
0: it's
3: been a
1: long day Okay. All right. right. So yeah. So uh and until next time, uh this is Scott signing up for flicks
0: And this is foul mouthed old Terrence.
1: Okay. So
0: toodles.